fictional friends and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan and I'm Shireen and it's August. August. We are finishing up summer in some way shape or form although honestly <laughs> right. I don't. We still have a few weeks I know left. although honestly I don't know about everybody else but like really here it stays hot until like mid-September at this yeah. point. Oh sometimes even longer. Yeah global warming is real. Anyway mm-hmm. I don't remember this being a thing when I was a kid it was proper fall in September when oh, we yeah. were children. It was like cold. You like you have to wear like a light jacket and stuff. That's yeah. just not the case anymore so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, since August is still a pretty great month for, you know, beach days, for traveling, for all that kind of stuff, for just lying around near the pool and doing absolutely nothing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we figured what would be a better way to kind of end the summer season than to talk about rom-coms. What else would you do, right? What other word is, what is the other thing that you read the most during the summer, in a lot of cases anyway? Rom-coms, honestly. Well, I mean, my whole life has become consumed by these in the summer, since, oh yeah, like, book talk became a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's but it's kind of fun to like. I don't know. You're really good at like you know kind of finding these big ones and actually reading them. I'm almost less likely to do yeah. that because I have this tendency to like go down a rabbit hole of like, oh well, here's one that's supposed to be good, and here's what's suggested based on yeah. it, but like seven or eight other ones that are slightly <laughs> less well known, and those are the ones that I'm gonna pick up and I'm gonna read. I'm like, which is like the number one trending book right now? This and is I'm how you wind it. up with Colleen Hoover all the time. You, I know. this is you do this to yourself. <laughs> but then so you know you also wind up with like Tessa Bailey and like people who have well, slightly yeah. more fun books obviously you know, i i will still say that my favorite recommendation that i picked up from book talk was we were liars i love that book that's like a totally different kind of um genre as well oh i know and it's like but it's summer like it's oh, summer it, it is it is because yeah. it's summer set at like a summer place right. kind of thing as well so yeah for sure it's true Um, but anyway, we figured we'd kick things off this month and I had been taking a look at like, you know, rom-com adaptations that had been made into films that like maybe I hadn't watched, like maybe we actually hadn't seen, isn't that fun sometimes to actually watch a movie that we haven't seen before? Um, and I came across the fact that apparently two years ago they made The Hating Game into a movie did not know about it. I've read the book. I read the book like a like a while ago. It's been at least a few years, yeah. I think, since I read it. And I was like, wow, holy shit, look at that. That was like a pretty big one for a while as well in like the rom-com kind of book sphere. I completely missed that one, but it was funny because when we started watching the movie, yeah. I was like, I'm sure I've seen this opening scene before. You might so, have. So I think I like started watching it and then was like eh and turned it off probably yeah yeah that's it because sometimes you just have to be in the mood totally for, for a rom-com oh it's true no yeah. it's true because i've done stuff like that where i've like started watching something and been like oh fuck this is stupid and i've yeah. like turned it off after like 15 minutes and then three months later i've been like fuck it i'll just watch the whole thing yeah. and i watch it and i'm like oh i didn't hate that yeah, no it wasn't that bad yeah <laughs> no. you just really have to be in the mindset yeah that's it for a lot of a lot of different genres true. i find you just have to be in the mood for like the kind of because so many different genres have like tropes to them and specific kind of like steps that they follow and you really have to be like in the mood to actually see them in action or read them in action because like some because they could be irritants otherwise exactly that's it if you're if you're not in the right mindset for them if it's not like the right for you like you're not in the right mind frame sometimes it's the time of year it could just be like your own mindset at that time you're just not going to enjoy yourself at all yeah um, so, August, rom-coms. So, our guest, August, <laughs> rom-coms, and today we're talking about The Hating Game. Trapped here, day after endless day, with my one maniacal nemesis. 
Four complaints this week. Four. This is the period when you take a period you and put, put it. Put that donut hole away, or I'm gonna shove it up your. You two are the worst part of my job. We're going to be hiring a managing director who will oversee each department. The job is mine, shortcake. If you get the job, I'll resign, just like you will if I do. Ah, but I'm incapable of giving you that pleasure. Well, it's not the first time you've said that to a woman, is it? <laughs> Are you and he, like... Um, which was released in 2021, like, not that long was ago. It? Yeah. Uh, it was, like, in the pandemic days when, like, nothing made sense. Well, it probably just mostly went direct to, like, video on demand and yeah. it got lost in the shuffle somewhere. So if you saw it, you saw it, but you might not have done. Um, yeah, released in 2021, and it is based on the novel of the same name, which was, oh, I forget, uh... Okay, yes, The Hating Game was published originally in 2016. Thank you. Sorry, that was bothering me. <laughs> anyway, um, and yeah, as far as I remember, from what I, like, I remember seeing uh, recommendations um, on, like, Instagram and things like that, too, for quite a while, that that's it. That was one of those rom-coms that, like, a lot of people would suggest, like, reading-wise. Yeah. It was one of those that was just, like, on a lot of people's lists of, like, oh, yeah, this is definitely one that you have to, yeah. you have to pick up. Um in a nutshell, it's a f like enemies to lovers workplace romance. Mm. Like if you want me to throw all the tropes into a, the description for yeah. it, that's pretty much what it is. It is, um, but it's interesting because it's one of those like where, um, like we were saying when watching it, yeah. it's not like like a, a straight enemies to lovers trope because they're not both confused about the situation. Yes. He's completely clear on where he stands. He's just waiting for her to catch up. Yeah. And it is true that it's another one of those, the other little trope that it has, which doesn't pop up as regularly, but does show up is like the guy falls first, yeah. which isn't always something that you see and either. The, the girl is like, I'm not going to bother with this man because he's too good looking. And you can like see it that she's just like, Oh, I'm just, you know, he's not that interested in me. There's you know? no way that he's interested in me because all he, like, you know, like all of our interactions have been cold and hostile yeah, and terrible. Pretty much. So, yep. Yeah, basically. So um, the story follows uh, Lucy, who is uh, basically, let's say, like an executive assistant at uh, a publishing agency. She was working for a particular publishing company and they were about to go belly up. So they had to merge with another mm. publishing agency and kind of like become amalgamate and become one. Yeah. Uh, but they have very different vibes, very different styles. The initial publishing company that she was part of was obviously a lot more like very literary, like very yeah. much more looking for good literature. Yeah. We want art. We want you know, like actual good books. Whereas the other company that they merged with called Bexley books, I think is like basically like a fast fashion publishing type of and situation. I got the that there was a lot to do with sports or something. Yeah. That's it. A lot of that kind of thing. And a lot of like, um, you know, like probably like salacious like tell all memoirs, yeah. types, of, types of things, yeah. that kind of stuff, basically. So Lucy works Coffee. as an executive assistant to, um, what's her name? Helena, I think, who's, uh, who was the like CEO previously for Gammon Publishing. And she is in this situation where she's the executive assistant for her boss and the executive assistant for the other CEO from Bexley Books is Josh, mm -hmm. who's, you know, your love interest, basically. You know, when <laughs> I think the reason why I, I stopped this movie in the opening scene the first time I tried watching it mm. was because I felt that they just did not fit together, like, looks-wise. Oh, okay. Like, she's so, like, petite with this little round face and, like, 
so cute. And he's just got this, like, mean, like, <laughs> GQ, like, football player look about him. Yeah, he does a good job later in the film, I find, of, like, dialing that back a little yeah. bit. So you're like, oh, look, a human being. Oh, How nice. he's got a smile and it's a little goofy. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. But, um, but, yeah, so, you know, they exist in this space of just, like, that's it. Like, basically sniping at each other mm. every day. Everything is very, like, you know, very catty. Very much, like, you know, they're always competing with each other. Yeah. And thinking that the other, you know, acting like the other one's an idiot and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, they're come basically come to learn that they're going to be adding like a basically a director, like a management position to the company, and they're only going to choose one person to mm. be doing that. And so, of course, obviously, Lucy and Josh will both be applying for this job so that they can advance, which means that they'll be in even more direct competition than they are. Yeah. Um, but they're in competition, it seems like, with everything with each other on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, they mimic each other's movements just to piss the other one off. Yeah. They do all kinds of things. It's just very confusing. Again, like, that whole mimicking thing, the opening scene, I was like... I genuinely thought that the love interest was going to be somebody different because of like how, someone like, else. Yeah, because of like how, how much like, animosity. Yeah, there is. I was like, this is just how do you like recover from this? You yeah, know? that's it. So anyway, um, basically, what happens is that you can kind of like slowly but surely over the course of like a little bit. At first, with the first couple of opening scenes, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this going to be? Uh, but as um, more conversations kind of happen between the two of them and things develop a little bit, you're kind of realizing you're there and you're like, there's there's like some weird sexual tension here. <laughs> yeah, like serious sexual like, tension. And you're like, is it just, are, is it manifesting itself as anger? Yeah. Like as rage? Because that's what it seems to be doing. <laughs> it's very strange. Just like we don't want to be attracted to each other, but here we are. We are. Um, yeah. So, and basically what that leads to is uh, Lucy pretending that she has a date (laughs) one day so she has a sex dream about him and she's uncomfortable so the next day she goes into the office and she you know like like dresses up a lot and she says she's gonna get into his head yes so she dresses up a lot and stuff and it does catch his attention but they do that stupid rom-com trope where she falls when she's walking yeah. which I'm always like oh god okay not yeah, everyone's no woman that. can walk in a straight line without the help of a man in high heels yeah. like she, they, she's always gonna fall over yeah. and you're like okay that's dumb anyway yeah. um, and of course you know alludes to the fact that she is a date later and he's like oh great I'm going to the same place where you have a date so I guess I'll see you yeah. later I mean she's like I'm gonna be at this place at 7 o'clock it's like why would you tell him that like that's weird seriously so um she goes to see one of the guys in like the graphic design department named Danny and she asks him out on a date basically well, she kind of forces him out sort of on yeah a date. and he do, he is kind of interested in her so he's yeah. like okay cuz like you know Lucy's pretty so yeah. why wouldn't he be really like you know she's nice she's attractive yeah. so Zany. he's he's like Goofy. okay why not yeah, yeah like she's got like she's like the kooky quirky girl and obviously Josh is like the straight man quote unquote who's like <laughs> very boring seeming yeah. but he's not a bad person Anyway, so of course, obviously, Danny readily agrees to this, and we just <laughs> we have to shoehorn in here. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know how I'm going to explain this to everyone. <laughs> Danny, as a character, as like like he's really sweet, um, very like you know intelligent, but very goofy, yeah. and just like one of those people who spurts facts at you about like random stuff like with really without prompting, things. like it just kind of comes from nowhere, yeah. and it's like turned up in a rom com way. If you stripped that away and made him into less of a caricature and actually a human being, he would be Shireen's husband. Like I don't know how to say it any other way. We we were watching it, and 
And I think we were both thinking the same thing. Yeah. And we're like, wait. I was waiting no. for you to say it. <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, no. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Because, like, maybe I'm just kind of being, like, overly, I don't know, whatever here. And then I think the second scene he was in, he said something. And I just looked at my husband. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's you. <laughs> and Megan just burst out laughing. She's like, oh, my God, yes, he is. So throughout the rest of the movie, um, Everything he said, it was like to the T, something that my husband would say. It was say. actually a little bit, it was a little bit weird. It was a little it bit was. It was like a little uncanny. Yeah, like, okay, because like I've, I've read The Hating Game. Yeah. And I, from what I recall, Danny in the book is a nice guy, but he's a much more bland character. Yeah. Like he's just like, you're a nice guy, your other potential love interest that you know yeah. she's never going to be really interested in. He's just that other dude who's there. And like he's nice and everything, but there's really nothing interesting about him. Yeah. So I think for the movie, they wanted to make him into like a more fun character, like a more fun, like interesting actual person for her to yeah. interact with, which makes sense. But wow. Like, oh, yeah. there, there were like a couple of like specific like dialogue, <laughs> like lines of dialogue that I was like, oh my God, it's like you're having a conversation with Dan. It's oh, weird. I oh, know. also Shreen's husband's name is Dan. So that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> But this is it. So we're watching it. And at one point I'm like, wow, I think you've actually said those words before. Like exactly. And he's like, yep, I have. Pretty like, much. So, so we, it was we like an like, uncanny valley situation. Yeah. It was really strange. I can't quite describe what it was like. And it also kind of makes me chuckle because there are, not every instance, but there are quite a few instances where Lucy's character really reminds me of Shireen. Like she's like her kooky She's tiny, kooky, and very ambitious. And I'm like, oh my god, it's like watching you do something, but like you in a romantic comedy yeah, setting. Yeah, like in a very like exaggerated manner. Kind of way. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So I was like, wow, this is weird. <laughs> it was so weird. Dan was not impressed with it. He's like, she's going to end up with Danny, right? And we're both like, um. E <laughs> no. No, Have you seen the other one? No. 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 That's not the way these movies work. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Anyway, so she goes out with Danny, and they, they get along super well. Like, they have a really nice time. Um, because he's lovely and hilarious. Because he's a lovely person, that's it. But I don't think she feels like any kind of real spark. Mm. And before this, there's this interesting moment, and they you get the first, like, full sexual tension moment in the elevator before, because he's like, fine, I'll drive you to your date, because I'm going to the same place, Josh yeah. is. They're in the elevator, and she's just like you know, being really rude to him because that yeah. seems to be what they do. And he's, and he stop. he hits the stop button and he's like, what are we doing? Yep. Like, what, what is this? Like, what's going on? And she's like, what are you talking about? And then they start kissing basically. Like it yep. builds to like an interesting little moment. And then she's like, whoa, what the fuck? And she basically runs away from him, but he's driving her to where she's going. Yeah. And she's like, I, I need to get out of the car. And he's like, what do you mean? You're still going on your date. She's like, obviously I'm not going to leave the guy at the fucking bar by himself. And like at this point, like it has to be said that she's pretty convinced that this man wants nothing to do with and her. And very like, confused other, by what just happened. Yeah, like other than like whatever sexual desires he might yeah. have from her in the moment. Like I think she's looking at it as like he's, he's He's just being like an asshole frat boy who just wants to like, I don't know, get, get in her, her head. I think she thinks, yeah. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, she kind of thinks like maybe it's like a weird mind game yeah, or something and she really doesn't know for the same job. Yeah, how to feel about it. So she tells him, she's like, you know, I've got another guy over there who's just told me that I'm beautiful and your mind games have made it so that like I'm questioning even him yeah. giving me a compliment like that. Yeah. 
So she has her date. The next morning, um, someone delivers flowers to her, and there's a little card that says, you're always beautiful. And she assumes. And of course, she thinks it's Danny, and she's really sweet, and she sends him a little text, and she's like, you know, like, oh, thanks, and she puts little flower emojis, and he just sends her, like, a funny gif in exchange, which also reminded me of Dan. yeah, because of his (laughs) goats. I'm not even going to explain that to anyone. Never mind. Nope. Um, anyway, so goes to work. They have a little bit of a ceasefire, but it's like, obviously things are really uncomfortable and she doesn't know how to feel about it. So she's like, I don't want to fucking talk about this yeah. at all. Um, they're informed that they will be doing a team building activity. And instead of the slightly more tame activity that she had come up with that had to do with actual book publishing at paintball. work, they're going for paintball, which is Josh suggested because he was like, oh, yeah, it's like outdoors, a little air activity. I was like, like, I mean, pain. All the frat boys on his side are going to want to. Of course. Pain. So that's what they're doing. So they go. So a little while later, that's it. Time passes, whatever. They go to um, play paintball. Lucy, you can kind of tell that she's not feeling that great before they like go out to actually start playing. They have the whole paintball game. And right when things end, like she gets shot with a bunch of paintballs, which like, ow. Projectile vomits on uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's it. She's obviously caught like a bad flu, basically. Yeah. So she, you know, gets very sick. He drives her all the way back home, um, brings her into her place. He, you know, like Looks takes care of her. her. He like, you know, that's it. Like he gives her like, you know, gives her water, does all of this stuff. Calls who, the person who turns out is his brother, Patrick, to come, who's a doctor, to come and check on her and make sure that she's like okay and yeah. Kind of like, you know, he's done everything he needs to do. She overhears a weird conversation between the two of them. It's very stilted where Patrick's like, you have an RSVP to my wedding yet. Like, are yeah, you coming? Yeah, like, you have to bring a plus one. Like, you have to come. Like, I know it's weird. And you're like, why is it weird is to go to your brother's on? wedding? And it doesn't yeah. make any sense. You're like, what the fuck? And you won't find out till later. So and I'm going to tell you later. Yeah. And she overhears and she's confused. But I mean, like, what's she supposed to think? Nah. She wakes up the next morning. He's still there. Cleaning. And he's cleaning her apartment. And he's, and I don't think she knows how to act when he's being nice yes because she's like she's like weird with him and he's like okay fine I'm just gonna go yeah well she says to him don't use this against me and he obviously gets offended of course he's like yeah sure they're completely like on different pages right like she doesn't know what he's doing he knows what he's doing and he can't understand why it's not clear to her what he's doing exactly and he's also doing that man thing where he doesn't explain himself and expects her to know what's going on well you know men they're like actions speak louder than words and you're like women are like we want words I would like words we want words. Yeah, I would like some words to explain to me what you're doing yeah. right now. So, um, in exchange for him having been, you know, very sweet to her, she she's like, look, I like I'll come to your I'll I'll come to your brother's wedding with you yeah. kind of thing. Like, you know, like I want to pay you back. And he's like, Oh, stop being weird about this. Basically, they don't really like have a conversation. Um, and she's trying to get him to listen to her. They have another moment of sexual tension. Um, where he's like, no, we're not doing this. I'm not going to be like the guy that you, you know, kind of fool, fool around, around with, with before you settle down with like a quote unquote nice guy, like referring to Danny or any other man, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing that. He's like, you know, go on your fucking date with him, see what happens. And then if you don't feel anything, basically come, come and see me pretty much. And so, that's basically what And that's happens. pretty much what happens. She goes on her date, you know, they do kiss and stuff like that, but there's nothing there for her. So yeah. she goes to see Josh and um, they have like a whole scene where she, you know, comes into his apartment, they talk and stuff, learn a little bit more about each other. Um, and she comments on the paint color of the wall in his bedroom, which is going to come back later. Yeah. 
And, um, when she kind of tries to get physical with him, he's still like, I think he's, because he has really strong feelings for her, which she does not realize at right. all. He, I think he's she's completely oblivious. So she's like throwing herself at him in a very physical way. And I yeah. think he's really caught off guard by it. Cause he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that right now because I, I think that this is like that for me, this is real. And I don't yeah. want this to be a thing where you do this. And then tomorrow morning you're like, Ooh, this was a bad idea. Yeah. But bye now. Yeah. So, you know, so he's again, but he doesn't, Express that very well. So, so of course, she, she leaves. She's being rejected, yeah. you know, from her, you know, whole thing where she's offering herself up to him. And so, again, it creates more tension and problems. Yep. So, of course, you know, feeling like because it, it's a blow to your ego, she's feeling, you know, stilted and rejected. Tr- and again, she doesn't know what he's feeling. Oh, my God. Like, she's like, you know, the guy keeps like, kissing me like flirting with me doing all these being things like, i'm not gonna and have sex he, like, with you turns me away that's it so she you know feels weird about it doesn't want to talk to him about any of this um until basically he shows up at her door like the like the weekend of his brother's wedding and he's yeah. like well you said you were coming with me and she's like <sighs> so <laughs> so she's like fucking fine whatever so she goes with him up to, I think it's probably like upstate New York or something, whatever. She goes with him up there so that they can go for the wedding. This was, um, this was when, yeah, this is when Shereen and I had a whole conversation about the fact that I personally, I'm not a big fan of like the idea of getting married at Christmas because it's weird. And I feel like people are so busy at that time of year that I would never expect people to come to a wedding. I don't know, guys. Somebody can let me know. I don't want to offend anyone who's done something like this. I just feel like it would be such a headache. I mean, like, I don't mind the timing so much because I guess my perspective would be that, like, I'd be off anyway or, like, things would be a little bit more lax. So, like, I can let my hair down at a wedding. I would just feel more that, like, it's somebody who really loves Christmas would get married at, at Christmas, you Yeah, know? yeah, I assume as much it's true. It just seems like such a such a lot of work. It is. Yeah. Anyway, they, you know, they're, obviously they go through, like, several scenes together when they're getting there again. They talk more and they learn more about each other slowly, but surely she's learned that, you know, ex- other than himself, all of his, like, his brother, his dad, his mom, they're all doctors. And I think and his surgeons. dad's, like, a surgeon. Yeah. Maybe Patrick is a surgeon. I don't know. Um, anyway, and he's the only one who chose not to do that. And he also does warn her, like, his dad's not a super pleasant person, which, mm-hmm. like, he's not wrong. <laughs> we'll see later. Um, <laughs> they get they get to the, uh, the, like, lodge, basically, that the wedding's happening at and have a very funny interaction with a character who's on screen for, like, all of three minutes oh, total. <laughs> best three minutes of the entire movie. <laughs> best character. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> with this guy, the guy who's, like, the front desk person slash probably man. <laughs> or something of like the inn that they're at named Jaffrey. (laughs) He's just very funny. It's just like a very quirky, very funny interaction. Shireen was was killing herself laughing. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) She was having such a good time. I think between this movie gave us a lot of laughs. I think between that and like the Danny similarities. It was it was like it was a solid choice. Yeah. It just worked out really, really well for us. By fluke. Yes, exactly. So, but of course, then we get the other little added trope of, oh no, there's only one room actually that's available when you were supposed to have two. Oh no, we're gonna have to share a room gasp. Anyway. Um, so of course, you know, they go to get ready for the rehearsal dinner and that devolves into sex. (laughs) Shock. 
Yeah, surprise, surprise, because we all thought, saw that coming like a mile away. I yeah. will say, though, that the leads in this film have pretty good chemistry with each other. They do. I just wish that, like, the scenes of sexual tension had a little bit more buildup rather than I agree. just kind of being, like, them flinging themselves at each yeah, other, a couple, like, it's, out of nowhere. It's diff- I find it can be difficult with... Um, like when you take a book like this and make it into film, because yeah. in the book, like you can build your sexual tension oh, for sure. because it's you're all getting in their head. Yeah. Right? That's it. You're getting narration of everything, um, with people. So it's a lot, I think it's a lot easier to do that than it is to translate it like into like a film version of something yeah. like that. So, you know, I kind of get it anyway. So they sleep together and then the next day they go to the wedding together and they're kind of like, you know, obviously they're getting closer. They're like, you know, figuring out what's going on between the two of them to an extent. And she's very much gashing feelings at this point. Mm. Uh, They go to the wedding, which is nice. His dad is a shit. Um, Oh yeah, we find out that the bride used to date um, the love interest. Josh. Josh. Wow, I forgot his name. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And she's like gorgeous and, and then now she's, she's like talking, marrying his brother well, she's married his brother and oh. she's talking to lucy and she's telling her all about this and lucy has no idea and the bride is like well i thought he would have told you and he's been talking about you for months and like so you're getting this like different side of him and uh you know the bride is explaining that she dated josh for a year yeah um realized she didn't have a connection with him and then just left him for his brother why did it but take I, you a year to I figure get that the feeling out. that maybe josh didn't feel that there wasn't a connection like maybe he felt that well i think he says it he felt that she left him for his brother and it was like the same feeling of like being second fiddle, being second best to his brother. Yeah, because we're basically, like, given to understand that his dad has always, of course, favored his brother because his brother really followed the route of, like, become a doctor, do the thing that the family thinks you're supposed to do. So I think that Patrick's always been, like, the favored one, kind of, and Josh always feels like he's the black sheep, basically, even though, you know... And they literally say he has an MBA from Harvard. And you're like, oh, yes. Such <laughs> what second a failure. Yes. Such second <laughs> fiddle. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Oh, you're oh, such a disgrace. Terrible. Yeah, seriously. Anyway. Um, so anyway, so obviously Lucy's like uncomfortable with this. But she also, like Josh is the person, like I, I agree with her in this instance. Because he's like apologizing to her. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry I didn't say anything or whatever. And she's like, you don't have anything to apologize for. Everybody here should be apologizing for how fucking uncomfortable this is. Yeah, because when you when you learn that you're like oh my god the audacity of Patrick of earlier brother, like being like I know that it's awkward but like you have to come to my wedding you're my brother it's like um I don't have to fucking do anything I don't have to do anything it's <laughs> like because and also I'm like Patrick do you have no shame you're the woman that you're marrying I've seen her naked like that's weird it's like they dated for a year so long <laughs> like it wasn't like Oh, we were together for like two weeks. No, or, or we went out on months. a couple of dates, and or then she met my brother, and she fell yeah. totally head over like, heels no, for him. A year. Oh god. Like, and then, and then his dad's giving a speech saying that like her marrying Patrick is the best decision she's ever made, and stuff. and that and he's ne- so and Patrick awkward. has never disappointed him, and he's truly like the kind of son yeah. that a father could want. And you're like ew, uh, ew, ew, uh, icky behavior. It's so so ick, gross. So, so Lucy then proceeds to basically march over to his dad and just start like reaming him out and telling him all the things he's done wrong and how amazing his son is. Yeah, and, like yada yada. So like that whole scene goes down, um, and then they leave, and um, I don't 
don't know, they're like happy they for have like, like a, a hot minute. Yeah, they have a weekend like together where they're, you know, like she's really realizing, I guess, like the depth of her feelings for him yeah. basically. <clears throat> and then Monday rolls around, she goes to the office and overhears um, like a conversation that she's just interpreting in a particular way, I think, between... Uh, Josh and his boss where he's like you know saying like you know like oh yeah like you know I told you it would be good if you like let Lucy think that she was going to be able to he says pet the pony but anyway uh, whatever we all know what that so means gross. oh he's just got yeah he's like a, talk about like a character he's like an exaggerated character yeah. that guy Richard I think he's yeah exactly <laughs> he's ridiculous um uh. Anyway, but of course, like, obviously, like, this is obviously, I think at this point, like, we as viewers kind of know that this is obviously Josh just, like, placating this, like, gross man who's technically his boss um, by, like, being like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, great, cool, awesome. No, I definitely don't need your help to beat Lucy. It'll be totally fine. But, of course, she overhears this and immediately overreacts. Yeah. And is like, wow, he's totally been, like, playing me. And then we get, we do get, like, a little arc of her and Danny as, like, actual friends because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, he's like, I guess nothing's really happening between us. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't really, I don't really feel it. Like, there's nothing there (laughs) for me. But I need to vent to you about this dude that I'm boinking i know and he's (laughs) for some reason real cool about that but anyway um so of course (laughs) then there are moments between water bottle ignore that uh then there are moments um of course where like you know he's also confused because then she's like completely standoffish to him and he's and josh is like what the fuck is going on like i don't understand yeah and he's like what you're dating danny like yeah like i don't get it so it's very confusing that's it anyway so you know there's a lot more misinterpretation misunderstanding back and forth between the two of them she goes in she gives her presentation finally to the board regarding that's it like you know sort of her pitch the board of three the board of three people yeah her pitch basically um in order to become like managing director most inefficient way of writing a book ever by the way (laughs) yeah that was weird it was a weird pitch whatever any i don't work on publishing anyway um they have like the meeting where they finally announce it. And of course she thinks it's, it's Josh and that he's like a shoe in basically, but it turns out that obviously because it's a romance, um, he has actually, he'd actually given his notice. He's actually quitting and he's taking a job at like Harper Collins or something. A better job. One would argue. Probably at a bigger <laughs> publisher. I know. It's like, Oh my God, he resigned. He did this for me. I'm, I'm pretty like, sure. I'm pretty sure he did this for him. As I also like probably also for him. I'm pretty sure it was about 50% for him at least anyway at like that's it to take a different job at harper collins and she's promoted to managing director and so of course they have their little you know like closing montage kind of thing where we like you know get all of our final exposition and obviously obviously they're together Mm -hmm. and the only thing that i will say is positive um in like the work kind of situation is that she gets the job that she wants and she also puts together a year's worth of complaints of sexual harassment regarding Richard and gives them to HR to be like, yep, here, how about we pass this along to the board and fire this motherfucker? Yeah. Well, isn't he the owner of the He's company? He's the CEO. Oh, is he? Yeah. You Get can fire rid him. Of him. Oh, yeah, you can yeah, fire, fire him. fire him. Get rid of him. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and that's it. You know, it's just like a cutesy 
rom-com wrap-up basically Look, is what you get I had a great time I had a, I had a perfectly <laughs> I had a perfectly fine time you know what I I like Lucy Hale yeah they had pretty good chemistry between the two of them that carried it pretty well yeah it's very tropish of course Whatever. it is what it else is it going to be like everything you want in a rom-com yeah it know? had what you it had exactly what you think it's going exactly. to have and like with some unexpected moments that's it it's a good way to kick things off I think for rom-com month just like ease right into it yeah don't you guys worry though because it's august and it's rom-com month and we all know that red white and royal blue is being released this month (laughs) on prime so we're definitely going to be talking about that later this month i think that i think that the book world was all a flutter when that trailer dropped like like not too too long ago when we're (laughs) recording this episode it is rated r i know (laughs) and i i was wondering if they did that like because there was like a lot of like sexual scenes Mm -hmm. in there or if it's because like I don't know. It's, it's a queer romance. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder that. I don't know. We'll have to, well, we'll watch and we'll have to report back about that too because I'm yeah. very curious to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, have you guys seen The Hating Game? Because I feel like it was one of those that, again, like you said, Shereen, released like during the pandemic, probably got like no time at all. Slipped under the radar. Slipped completely under the radar. No one knew that it existed. Um, so if you guys have seen it, you can definitely let us know about that over on Instagram at FullyBookedCA and on threads at FullyBookedCA as well. And you can check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>